Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Honk. For the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, rain, whatever, freshly squeeze. Two. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling podcast, where we're going to discuss the subjective art form of WrestleMania. That's what we're going to do this week in the tag team of Mr. Rizzo and TBZ. Coming in hot. Yay. I actually forgot what we're so doing. Hot. Wait, what's Too that noise? Hot, maybe, but not as hot noise? as WrestleMania, that's for sure. I hear that. Do you Who hear doggies? that? Who doggies? Uh, you mean the WrestleMania noise? No, no, no you're it's right. A actually, I do hear a sound. What? Wow, that early? No way. I can't. Is it? It's the NXT it WrestleMania Minute on the Stand and Deliver kickoff. Chase University took on Schism with the winner, getting full control of Chase U. Duke Hudson was not happy and almost joined Schism, but Duke still believes in Chase U. Chase U gets the win and will have a party in the crowd. NXT Stand and Deliver officially begins with the ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship. Tiffany Stratton took a nasty fall off the ladder onto her back. Gigi Dolan was almost victorious, but was stopped by JC Jane. In the end, Sexy Dexy Dexter Loomis gave Indy Hartwell the motivation she needed to climb the ladder and become our new champion. The triple threat for the tag team titles was only one honk. Crowd was not here for this. Gallus and still the champs. Yep, Fatal Five Way for the North American Championship did not stop. Even after a chain of submissions and a kick to the head, Wesley comes out on top. Next up, Johnny Wrestling defeated Grayson Waller in a personal unification match that began 15 months ago. Waller's back was destroyed by kendo sticks by Johnny and Candice in front of Baby Wrestling. The Fire Witches, Alba Fire and Ilsa Dawn, look like a dominant tag team and now are your new women's tag champs. Main event is Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. The contest went back and forth between the two superstars. Melo finished off Braun with a high-flying leg drop to become the new NXT champion. Ooh, I almost saw uh, steam there, buddy. Ooh, that was a that was a little I long. Mean, NXT I'm, NXT minute and a half, a I'm big addition for Mania and stand and the last time we heard. Ooh. Two weeks ago, it was Sad Boy NXT. Then last week, we didn't even have one. And now you're just coming in hot. Yeah, that was To quote Mr. Rizzo from last week, my bad, I came in way too hot. You certainly did this episode with this I NXT did. Minute. And I'm loving it. On this Ooh. road to WrestleMania, on Wrestle on Honklemania. It started off WrestleMania weekend for WWE on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Uh, yeah, check it out it if you like wrestling. It was a long weekend of wrestling. Yeah, a lot, lot going on. A lot going yeah. on for WrestleMania. Are we going to start really hot with night one? Well, I mean, we're not going to start with night two. Yeah, we don't want to. We, we could start with the main event, but no, we're going to put it in a chronological order. It's nice and easy that way. And, and that was the start of the, the night with John Cena and Austin Theory. 
And uh, I think we both picked Austin Theory to win to this one. Start the show, no less. And uh, we were that both was, correct. That was impressive. Um, what did you What did you get out of this match? What did you have to say about this this contest? Uh, well, I will start off by saying I gave this match only one honk. It was surprisingly a, a quick match. Um, so I two, think it was reported they were supposed to have match. more time, and they went short. Uh, um, and yeah, not only that had I expected it to be. Anywhere the crowd specific. just really I just in there for the, the you main, can't see me or the, the start. And then I like the roll through that like uh, uh, theory did. Um, the but yeah, other than that, it it, it didn't it didn't. But yeah, it was me, also I, I liked match. it. It was it was uh, pretty good. Yeah, not that I was mad that it was quick, but it was just surprising to me. I thought, like, I guess I had visions of WrestleMania 34 where every match was a fucking showcase and it had to be 40 plus minutes per match. And it's like, we got 12 more. So, you know, the fact that we had less than 12, I was kind of like, oh, this one might go at least 25. Um, But I gave it one honk because Austin Theory countered the AA. That was uh, my honk for this match. Yes, that was nice. And then, yeah, he's still the champ. Um. Yeah, it worked out for him. He came out on top. Now, I just want to pump the brakes real quick now that we've talked about this match, saying that you and I both predicted this correctly. Uh, we talked about the outcome of it. There's a thing I want to touch on because this is going to come up throughout WrestleMania as a whole, is that we forgot about The Miz started off WrestleMania. He uh, he showed us the, the musical, oh, first yeah, of all. Oh, yeah, he did have the musical, right? He did he have musical. He start off with the musical. Yeah, with, which was uh, which first um, we saw the clip of it where he was talking about how WrestleMania was going to be, be quote, big, uh, bigger than stupendous, bigger than his balls, which are not only self-proclaimed, but confirmed by Maurice that they are massive, um, despite what anybody may say. I just want to point that out. Uh, but then it went into some weird like, what's that one like one hit wonder that kind of uh we didn't start the fire. Jesus, that's yeah. That's what I was about to say. He, he kind of did that with we didn't wrestling. Start the fire parody, and uh, he yep. went with it. And I think my brother commented that is just uh, Miz can't sing. <laughs> it was just no, no, you cannot. Him, well, God bless William shattering his way through that one. That's what I'm gonna say. Hey, um, a, it wasn't the a greatest, plus for effort, <laughs> but it was entertaining. It was okay to start the show, uh, but so, yeah, Miz. So we Miz started did a that musical, the show. and then there was. But then there was Snoop Dogg and Miz in the ring discussing stuff. Um, and that's when they introduced, and I had to say this, that he was the self-proclaimed dog father of WrestleMania. <laughs> nice. And he came out with a belt. What is the name of that belt? I want to know what belt that is. I, from my quick Google search, it's indicating that it's just a golden WWE belt. But come on, Snoop. You know you got to put a title on that. <laughs> Looking nice. It was good. It was solid gold, though, right? It looked awesome. It looked sweet. Yeah. It, it, think of like the. Oh, yeah. You honestly, just think of the blue universal belt, but instead of blue, it was gold. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. It looked tight. And I was, like I said, I was like, I don't know, how do we get that? How do we get that belt, Snoop Dogg? Now, I bring this up because they are going to interrupt uh, throughout WrestleMania. So we're going to we're going to see this pairing again as we go. So what else do we have on the card that was after Cena and Theory? Well, I'm just realizing I lied. I actually gave that match two honks and not one honk. <laughs> but the next one we had was the Men's Tag Team Showcase. That was the next one on night one. And we can go through all the tag teams if you want. But I want to say the sentiment that myself and my brother at least had going in 
and what we had, what we were saying about the match after it ended. And it was, should we care about this match? Should we care about these guys? And I was telling my brother, I don't really know if there's any stipulations on the match. I'm expecting whoever wins this will get a shot at the titles down the road. Um, but eh, it's just whatever. But nothing and was explicitly the, stated. Correct. Nothing was said that uh, there wasn't an actual stip for that. I was just assuming that that was going to happen with the winner. But no. by the yeah. end of the match with all the action, because I just didn't know what was happening. I didn't know it was legal, which is kind of an issue. I was thoroughly entertained. The crowd was popping for this match with it being the second on the card early in the night. And I enjoyed watching the Street Profits get the victory because that's actually who I picked for this match. So I was happy to get a, a, a win going 2-0 and to start the, the Mania card. What about you, TBZ? I give this match two honks. Um, it was kind. It was great. Uh, it was a good match, should I say. It wasn't great. Um, uh, it was a bit chaotic, as you had mentioned. It was kind of hard to follow a bit. It was just, again, it's a showcase. It's to show these talent and what they can do, really. Um, my first honk was when Chad Gable was able to suplex Strowman like that alone. You know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Chad Gable uh, enthusiast. And uh, just by sheer size between Chad Gable and Strowman, I was impressed by the, by the fact that man could suplex him. Um, to, to kind of piggyback onto that honk, I also liked how he immediately face-planted when he uh, went off the turnbuckle yelling, thank you! <laughs> Yes, it was a it was a good time. It was a good time watching all of it. Uh, Titus O'Neil was on commentary, and he doesn't like to swear, so he said, "Holy sugar, honey, iced tea." And uh, <laughs> I like that he said that. And my brother pointed out that um, Otis Otis's swamp ass was a thing. You know, it was definitely noticeable in the ring. Um, but like I said, I was entertained. Uh, yeah. There was I, I don't like the stipulation with there being more than two tag uh, teams, like there being four tag teams in the match, but only two can wrestle. I want, is it the tornado tag stip where they can all be? I just want them to all be in the ring at the same time and beat the crap out of yes, each other. I don't tornado like, tag. I just, it's, I can't follow yep. it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. But I was, I still liked it. I I'm had, with you. I enjoyed it. I'm with you, Mr. Rizzo. I'm a fan of the tornado tag st uh, stipulation because it's just like, let him just go at it. You know, just have it be a chaotic mess in a good way, not a, oh, did you see when he tagged him there and he threw him into the corner of the other team tagged him? Who's the legal man? It's like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's a good way for misdirection and kind of like get a, I got you moment where you're like, oh my God, I didn't see it. Let's see the replay. There it is in plain sight. So, um, and they don't do it. Like, can you recall, Mr. Rizzo, the last time you've seen a tornado tag match? Uh, if was it in a different promotion or if it was, it was like an NXT long ago. Like, I can't recall. You're right. Like, I, did, right. I don't remember. It's just so far and few between because they're always the tag matches. It's always, you know, uh, four man, a six man tag match or war games or all these weird stipulations. It's like. Give us a good old-fashioned tornado tag. <laughs> what works the best is when they have tag teams have ladder matches because then there's just no tag. It's just four guys beating the crap out of each other. Or six so guys I guess, yeah, that kind of has each other. tornado tag Supposed, stipulation, yeah. if you will. Yeah, so that, that's um, kind of fun. This match, again, very quick. It was a very quick match. I was kind of surprised. 
Um, yeah, I don't have times on this one, but yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say it felt between five to ten minutes at most for both of these matches. Which, again, not gotcha. complaining, but so, it's yeah. just, you know, I was gearing up for a, an extended showcase, if you will. And I just, Braun and Ricochet, you just, I couldn't, I well, want Duncan's, to like uh, took Braun out. Um, he's yeah. still in the air. Like, yeah, yeah like, that was awesome. I like mm-hmm. how they did that spot where Braun's the one that usually running the train on everybody. And that yeah. sounded uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I think you guys. Uh, I guess I realized I never said my second honk. My second honk of this match was the ending sequence where basically who uh, was going for these, the, uh, the move. Oh, Ricochet tried to moonsault Angelo who was on the mat. He gets his knees up and then uh, Montez at the, like in tandem goes up to an op uh, on an op- opposing turnbuckle and performs the, the South of heaven frog splash to win the match. I just liked how nice. they were kind of on it. It was a very Uso thing, you know? They're feeling Usy for that. <laughs> so, but that so, was my second honk. Uh, this was a two honker. Again, didn't come in, didn't come and swing with some honkers, which I ain't mad about because they, they were both two honkers, you know? They, they had some good spots. It looked good. It got me ready for WrestleMania. I'm in it. We're in it now. We're two matches in. I'm feeling the vibes. Let's go, you know? I have three honks on here because I really enjoyed where the match took me, but I don't specifically have why I have. I think, but underneath of above it on my notes is what is happening because I enjoyed it, but I couldn't <laughs> follow what was going on. So that's why I was like, "Yeah, this is a just go watch this. You'll enjoy. You'll enjoy it. You'll want to watch. You'll enjoy like it. You'll yeah. You'll be entertained." Yeah. But like I said, it was chaotic. So to follow all the rules, I mean, in the in, in these na- in these kind of matches, that's very natural to just be like, "Oh, what's happening?" So what we got next? We got next. So we I got think, uh, uh, we got Logan Paul and uh, and Seth Rollins, baby. Well, this that's not that's not how it goes. But you know what I mean. I I hate to say it, but uh, this. Was, this was such a gimmick match, and I loved every minute of it. <laughs> just from just from the sheer entrances, you have Seth Lo- uh, uh, Seth Logan, Logan Paul zip lining in, uh, Seth Logan, and yeah, they're just hamming it up. You can tell because I love the one shot where when he's zip lining in, you see him coming across the WrestleMania sign, and it honestly looks like he's walking all over the sign. And I'm like. Man, everybody hates this guy. Look at me, fucking WrestleMania sign. <laughs> Logan Paul. Yes, yes. I need to go off on this one just for a little bit. From the mm-hmm. entrance being like amazing to the point where I thought Seth was going to wrestle in that pink top and it was going to be absolutely amazing. Um, it just it looked awesome. But uh, just... I actually had, this is my first four honker of the weekend. Like, I loved everything about this match. Um, I love the box. I love how they sold, like, his boxing hand. Um, like, the three topes that they did that. Yeah, the screw. did screws in his hand. The, the thing, here's what, here's what caught me off guard. And I know that it might have been because of, I was smoking and drinking like a lot of people do at home. But... 
Prime came out as the <gasps> mascot. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And I just didn't think until midway through the match, I'm like, oh, yeah, who's Prime? Like, I forgot. I'm gonna, Prime's got to be someone. He's still there. Like, I immediately thought that. I was like, who's in that who costume? KSI because was. they are affecting the match. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who KSI Well, no, it was before he did affect it. But I was like, the fact that it's there, like, we're, that's somebody. And then, just to be yeah. funny, like, I didn't know who KSI was. So the first two seconds, I was like, why is our truth here? Like I didn't, I didn't understand. I thought it was our truth. <laughs> and then like, hey, yes, I'm like, not the okay. first person to tell me that. And that makes sense. That's cool. I like this. That's all right. And they did the spot super well with him taking the spot on the uh, of the uh, the turnbuckle to the announce table. Uh, it worked for me. Um, just you know, happy birthday, bitch. Like I like that at the end. <laughs> um, that's what I well, like. That's what I was thinking. Did he say that, or I just write that down? It was I don't know. I, but either way, I that was think good. He said that. I just wrote that but. down as notes. Happy B day, bitch. That's who you get, Logan Paul. Maybe you should have uh, wrestled on the second. So I'm, I, I'm while while I don't agree with your rating, and by agree I mean we just don't match. Um, this was my first honker of the night. I gave it three honks, not four. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to look through my notes. It was the, the entrance. Sp- Seth Rollins entrance gave me that, that my first honk. Um, when when that orchestrator comes out, I just immediately went so much. Is fun. Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins going to orchestrate the crowd to sing his music that he's going to come out to? And they immediately did that. And I'm like, the best in the world. Look out, MJF. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my first honk. It was just the entrances. They were WrestleMania worthy. Good on them. You know, Ugh, that's what we come here to see at WrestleMania is these outlandish entrances and that stage too. that did some justice to some of the entrances. You had to love it. Yes. Yes. It was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, my second honk there was uh, that um, uh, when, uh, well, when Seth was, uh, getting pinned by logan he like countered it and when he did he kind of did like a flip and he just like flipped him down for like a, a pin there and it was just so smooth it that was, was just cool. that was you cool. know and it, it, there was no momentum going into it so that was my second honk and then uh my third honk was the dead fish from seth rollins we got the lucky punch yes i was yeah. telling y'all i was like what if he gets that lucky punch he got it in and it wasn't enough still it wasn't so, enough so you know we we, we don't have to go, well, you know, he didn't get it against Seth Rollins. Maybe he'll get it in his neck match. No, he did, and it's not enough because he's not a WWE superstar. Sad. Sad for Logan. No, I'm not sad for Logan. I was happy he got his ass kicked. I don't like I thought. Game. I thought the man in the prime suit was The Miz. I thought the Miz was going to come out and interfere with Rollins to help Logan work. win. To be like, "Hey, we're buddies, right? Yeah, you know how we always are." Because they were playing that up. I remember the one time it was like Seth called Logan on Miz's phone, and Logan answers with, "Miz, stop calling me." <laughs> yeah, it would have made sense if he maybe like showed up on night two and and interrupted Miz's like segment. Like, I'm taking over as the host because they would have booed him more than they would have booed the Miz if that's what they wanted to do. But 
you know, yeah, you're right. It would have worked mm-hmm. either way. So, but yeah, so like I was kind of hoping for that. But then, uh, yeah, when KSI showed up, I had kind of a similar reaction. I was just like, who the fuck is that? And it was like, is that Titus O'Neill? Is that our truth? And they're like, it's KSI. And I unfortunately know KSI from the YouTube community. Community, He's, he's in with Elgin Paul, basically. That's all you need to know. Um, but yeah, after that, I was just like, oh, look, another YouTuber invading WWE. But thank God he was there for a setup for Seth Rollins to at the last second go... Oh no, he'd play possum and be like, Logan Paul are going to splash on me. Psych KSI. And that was very satisfying. I was, <laughs> I was over the moon for that. And the fact that Seth won, you know, it's been a minute since he won. He's been taking a lot of L's and very against very important people too. Cody at WrestleMania. Uh, was it Riddle at Extreme Rules? Am I remembering that wrong? I thought R- Riddle won that match. Riddle versus, I'm sorry, over on two again? In the fight pit, Seth Rollins and Riddle. That was Riddle who won that, right? Yes. He yes. jumped off so, the cage and it was a little wonky, but it still worked. Sure. And, yeah, but that match yeah, again, there you go. Just mm-hmm. Seth has just had a string of bad breaks. So it was good to see him finally kind of come back. And against a guy that you just, you'd love to deliver a punch to his suckle, you know? Just get right in there. Fuck you, Logan Paul. <laughs> well, just to touch on Seth's character for a moment, someone had asked in a chat that we'd seen a while ago of like who his character is, and I said he's like someone that's upset that he's no longer at the top of the mountain, and he's lost himself in the crowd and in fashion and trying to make him get closer to that you know mountain top and Hopefully, it does lead him to the main event of WrestleMania because I guess there's some bad blood between him and Cody of him kind of taking his spot and, um, you know, Cody just coming in and winning the Rumble and instantly getting put at the top of the card against Roman. And that might be Seth's thing. Seth has never main evented WrestleMania. He's been there with the briefcase and was, coming out on top against Brock one time, but he was never the the during show the main event as the main event of the show. So maybe one day, sure, and that's he wasn't what he's scheduled for. for it. Yeah, that's what he's working for. So that's what I gotta Looking say about the Sethi. He slayed on the ring, or he slayed on the runway. It was amazing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> plowing through. So, what we got on. next? Oh, we hang got on. more. We got more. What hang we got? On. TBZ. I'm going Did Seth come out dressed as Jeff Jarrett? Was that an homage to him? What was that? Seth's attire when he came out in his entrance on the runway, as you say. Was he dressed as Jeff Jarrett? Was his attire an homage to Jeff Jarrett? I don't think so. The people I were with thought that that was the case. And so. the first thing I thought of was... Effie, and I just thought I've seen Effie wrestle in that before, um, but hmm. I don't know if I've seen it somewhere else. I could have. Fair. Fair. All right. All right. That's all I wanted to say before moving on. I said my piece. I said my three honks. This gotcha. was a honker. Check it out. I hate to say it, it. It was a gimmick match, but less of a gimmick than the AEW tag belts. This was a gimmick just because it's like... Yeah. 
it, it like like Seth Rollins is technically a gimmick vi- like heel, but like it, I don't know, it just works. It think of it like how the Chris Nolan Batman, you know, <laughs> it took like a cartoon and made it real. Like that's kind of how Seth is, but not as dark and brooding. You know, it's it's hard to say. Fuck, man. Like I mean, we call him Waluigi. Like you know, he's as serious as that is, but. And, you know, he's with Logan Paul and KSI. You know, he's with celebrities. This is like akin to Sammy fighting jackass guys during WrestleMania last year. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Good match. Honker, check it out. I think you're starting to notice a theme here on on it. We both had it as a honker. Next up, six women tag match. Yeah, Becky Lita Trip <laughs> versus Damage Control. Yeah. <laughs> this was interesting on a few levels. One, I think it suffered for the fact that it came after that awesome match with Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. And it also didn't have any stipulation to it. Like there was no stakes to who would win or lose of what was going to happen versus the either or. And it was the same sediment that I had going into the men's tag match, but the exact opposite. Like I stayed with me of like, uh, why should I care about this match? And they didn't wow me to make me really love it. And it was the lowest rated match of the weekend for me of the one honk. But also it might've been the fact that I, the mushrooms were kicking and I couldn't take a lot of notes, but, um, (laughs) Either way, I was still. Not I will say happy this was not the match. lowest rated match of WrestleMania, but it was not great. Uh, it is the only match on this night that I labeled "quote a weak honk." Um, and what I, I mean by that is, by that is, I'm throwing them a bone. Like the moves that I honked, I've seen them. They're okay. Um, I probably wouldn't honk them normally, but I'm trying to throw them a bone here. And y'all know my opinion on this. I really don't give a shit about Becky, Lita, and and, uh, Trish. Because why did you bring back these two Hall of Famers when you could have given those spots to anybody on your active roster to try and promote them? Who fucking knows? But either way, I get it. Lita's the tag champs with Becky. Why doesn't Becky tag champ with someone else instead of Lita, then I say to you? But we're getting off topic here. This match, six women tag. They're not drawing out the card by doing this, but... They didn't need the belts on them to have this nostalgia match with Lita and Trish. Exactly. So yep. the fact that that they had the belts, but the match wasn't for the belts, and it wasn't even a tag match, was just like I'm confused. And then EO EO did a couple cool moves, but like I just wasn't. Oh my god, you got to check this out by them. And so far, in the other matches that we watched. We're like, you should watch Braun get his butt kicked by Dawkins. You should see Seth Rollins' entrance. And then, well, Logan Paul's entrance is just as cool to start. Uh, he came in, in the on the rafters. But this was like, yeah, this is a match to set you up to, uh, for the next match, which I think might have stole it for me for the night. I don't know. The next match is just amazing. While that is, may be true, and I do agree with you that this match does suffer from having to be after the previous match. Um, that that aside, this match was bad. Um, Lita did not look good in this match. I'm Lita right looked now. exactly like Lita. 
then her, then I don't like Lita, I guess, because there were at least three times in this match I noted Lita did not look good doing this move. My this note on her was Lita needs to stop doing these moves. Lita looked like she Lita always looks like she has something in her eye, but it's just the way her makeup is set up. It's just it looks like there's something in it, and I don't know, just it's funny. But that's all. I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm ready. I'm ready for Becky and friends, Becky and Cougars to go away because I don't care about this faction. Uh, the wrestlers that you have don't look great. Uh, I just again, you could use these spots for somebody else. Put Nikki Cross in there. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, you know, I'm not WWE creative. You guys fucking figure it out. But stop going back to your legacy wrestlers, especially these, because they're not looking great. Move on well, to some other ones. Don't put title belts on them. So I agree. Or something. Whatever. Either way, it's just this match. This match, no honks. I give this no match, no honks. Good day, sir. It's a good day. So, yeah, let's get to the, the next match on the card. The entrance I actually thought rivaled Seth's entrance with Dominic. Like, I just absolutely loved the uh, video package of him getting put into the back of the correctional, like, van. And then him coming out with the handcuffs and the mask. And Michael Cole was so incensed about the fact that he would wear a mask. Because in luchador culture, you're not allowed to just wear a mask. You have to be given to one by somebody, and he doesn't have the right to be wearing that mask. Um, I believe I re- heard somewhere that the mask is the mask that Rey Mysterio wore when he wrestled against Eddie Guerrero in Halloween Havoc. So just another little little Easter wow. egg for what, what Dom was wearing. And, oh, my God, before we even got to the ring, I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm ready for this. This is good. I hate his whole prison gimmick. Like, I get that's what he's that's going for. That's the thing. For. That's and what I, makes know, it I, fun. I'm not saying I hate it. But he's just all like, I've been in prison. It changes the man. I'm like, bro, you've been in prison for a, a week. All right? He wasn't, you weren't even in, in there prison. long I enough to have a change. Like, you had been holding. Like, he was in the drunk tank for a few hours while they just yeah. processed paperwork. And then he left. That's his, yep. That was just so much yep. fun. It's so much fun. So, yeah. It just, it's just this. This. This younger generation mentality of over-exaggerating shit and woe is me, it works. And I love it. But it's just, I say that because he came out in handcuffs. And like before, as they were building up to him, I'm like, don't tell me he's coming out in handcuffs. They cut to him and I'm like, oh my God, I hate this kid. <laughs> Jesus. But so yeah, there's uh, yeah, a couple the things. Was- the mask was surprising. He looked kind of awkward in it for at first. It almost mm-hmm. sounds like he kind of looks like Rey Mysterio right now. <laughs> but, so there was uh, a couple yeah, things, things I'd say this funny. match. And one's going to go off a little bit for a minute. But the first thing was Michael yeah, Cole was way too happy or way too into the whipping when he was using the belt. Like for some reason, Michael Cole was a little into that too much. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and then... The, well, he was playing up the character of, of Dom really needed to get one delivered to him. So Yes, yes. Like. He, it, it popped the crowd. It was great. It worked. It was awesome. But uh, I may be it the was. minority in what I'm about to say here because it's a theme that I didn't notice until this match, and then it proceeded for the rest of the weekend. Um, and it's the way that WrestleMania integrated their branding 
of their matches. And in the past, we had Bray Wyatt advertised a Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew pitch black match. So we're yep. excited about this Mountain Dew. What are they going to do? What are the in this particular match, not only did we never hear anything to do without it being branded or whatever. Nope. But they didn't incorporate it in the match, except for just the fact that there was advertising around the ring. Now, again, I might have popped them a word a little also, while ago. Also, surprise mascot behind Rey Mysterio when he's at the corner of the ring. You're like, yes, who the, the fuck is this guy? Is this the Cinemoji Toast Crunch popped me because I'm like, they're not talking about this. They're not really advertising. It's just around the ring. And this extremely bright colors that may have popped me for a certain reason I mentioned in the last time, last match we were talking about. But I was like, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check out the brightly colored At this thing. point, I'm Wait, At this point, I'm imagining Mr. Rizzo going, is it the shrooms or the match that's happening right now? I was like, I'm loving this match. But for some reason, around the ring, it is really bright. That yellow is really bright. And I was like, well, they got me. I'm going to look up what a Cinemoji Toast Crunch is. Because I didn't just say Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cinemoji Toast Crunch. So they won. They got it. And we're going to get into a couple other ones that they had for this throughout throughout the weekend. But I guess... They got $21 million for branding with the different matches. So WrestleMania is doing something right. WWE is doing something right with that. But go ahead, TBZ. That's all I got to say about that. I'm a little I'm a little disappointed this match wasn't uh, sponsored by Fast X because it's a family matter. <laughs> no? You don't get that meme? No, that would have worked. That would have worked. <laughs> Fast X would have been perfect. And they had commercials for it, too, during the pay-per-view. So I was kind of like, ah, guys, you're already advertising it. Just throw it on this match. No, instead we got Cinemoji. Just surprise, Cinemoji. We talked about this, didn't we? No. Oh, well, it's here anyway. <laughs> but yeah, this match, this was a honker. I gave this a honker. See. Uh, let's see here. My, see. <laughs> I don't remember all of the honks. I just remember the whipping with Michael Cole and then how Bad Bunny got involved with the chain. So, like, my first, I had that. My first honk was when he interacted with his family, specifically his sister, and he took her drink and then threw it in her face. Because I didn't expect that. And I literally was like, you know, the shocked emoji. Like, oh, you don't do that. You don't do that, Dom. Well, that that's the thing. When you said shocked emoji. Honestly, I didn't know the advertising until after the drink. And that's how far we were into the match. And then I was like, hey, why is everything so yellow? And then just, just it didn't happen until after you said, well, yeah, that would that worked. When he went over to the family, threw the drink at her, um, and then, yeah, it's, it was. And he did that several times. Yep. He went back to the well at least a couple more times. Gave Ray an opportunity for a distraction, so he was able to throw him into the turnbuckle. Uh, my second hawk was when he did Ray's move. Uh, Dom got Ray in a 619 into a frog splash, and it was a near fall. And I honked that because going into this match, I expected Dom to win. And I was like, sure, yeah, Ray doesn't need to win this match. And after that near fall, I was like, 
God, I hope Ray wins this match. Like it just turned me at that moment. I'm like, man, that was cool. Like I was at first, I was like, whatever, I don't give a shit. And I'm like, come on, Ray, you can do it. <laughs> you know, so it got me in on that one. And then my third honk was when Ray basically went, let me show you how it's done, son. And he basically did the 619 into the frog splash to win the match. Yep. And the crowd was here for it because they know WrestleMania uh, gave me everything I wanted. You don't talk (laughs) to your mom that way. Shut Dom up. (laughs) I was half right about what they were going to do at the Hall of Fame. They did have Dominic and Rhea walk out of the Hall of Fame before Dominic started his speech. And then everybody booed them as they left. So it's not the angle that I got, but hey, it was fun. I was here for it. We're going to yeah. get more to that. Because Dominic lost and didn't go over, um, yeah, the, we're going to get more of that with Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico, definitely. Yeah. So. I, before moving away from this match, I found it funny that Michael Cole referred to the Judgment Day as buffoons. <laughs> My immediate reaction was, yeah, you don't say that about Finn. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the next match... Me and you might have some difference of opinion on. Well, you're going to see. I'm not positive. I'm just guessing. Okay. Um, well, the next match coming up, I I understand, is Rhea versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's yes. Championship. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. You want to go first? Should I go first? I think I have this one of my Go on about why you think there's, we're going to be so polarized? I, I'm guessing that you might not be as happy or as into this match as me. That's as much as I thought. I okay, loved so this match and thought it was one so of my favorite women's matches I've ever saw. But remember, I did talk about this last week of how much I love Charlotte. And going through That's this true. match, I just, as much as I was like, you know, secretly cheering for Rhea to go over, I was secretly feeling horrible for Charlotte that she's not going to win here. She's doing everything she can and she can't be victorious. And then. In the hindsight, because it skipped to the end of Rhea being the champion, her just maybe questioning whether or not what she's going to do next. What does Charlotte need to accomplish? Like, sorry to skip to the head there with her, like, but she's done everything. She's main evented WrestleMania multiple times. She's been the mark. She's, I mean, I guess the one thing she has to do is beat her father's reign of, of championship title reigns, but still. She's done everything, so I There's just only one way to do that. that: have her lose a belt. <laughs> but yeah, I loved everything about this match. But I think there were parts of it that you that made you feel a little uncomfortable. Am I correct on that, Mister TVZ? There were yes, exactly <laughs> two moments. Um, it felt it looked yeah. Um, I didn't hate this match. I only gave it two honks though, not a honker. Uh, it kind of looked like they weren't comfortable working with each other. And I say that because there were two notable times throughout this match where it seemed like Charlotte flipped way too far and landed on spots that she shouldn't have. Uh, for instance, the first one which it was going, Rhea was going for a suplex and she like flipped so far she landed on her chest and start to start with that one. I thought she may have popped the boob on that one. She was kind of moving a little weird. And for a second there, I was just like, Oh no. Let's hey, Charlotte. Match. Almost slapped uh, Rhea's boob out for us. I will call that yeah. out. We almost got to see some nipple. Um, but as much as like, there are some spots nipple. that look but, uh, a little so, uncomfortable, so that happened. 
I don't know. I mean, they're not, they weren't the planned spots. They were just slightly not executed correctly. If you yeah. want to go as far as saying they're botches, whatever with semantics, but it I'm, was just that it seemed I like I was into it all. I thought that they worked amazing because they've done it in the past, and I thought they were doing pretty well calling some stuff live. But I don't know. I thought I was pretty good. Yeah, it was just I, I was kind of like, what's going on with you guys? Why why are you botching these? Ugh, I mean, you know, I put botch in quotes because, again, it's not that they missed the move. It almost seemed like Charlotte was so used to giving extra oomph to the spin because people can't suplex so well. And Rhea was like, no, I'm a I'm a big boy here. And she's like, oh, my B. Yeah. Um, which gets well, me to I'm that second spot where extra uh, again, it was another wrestling suplex, for but- 20 plus minutes in uh, in the, in the arena. I'm going to let a little I'm like. I mean, yeah, but sure. But know. this I one, Charlotte awesome. lands on her head. That was and I'm me. sure I Charlotte's like, yo, I'm too old for this shit. You know, I don't need you dropping me on my head. Thanks. No, that too. Like the way the one match happened where she landed basically on her nose or her face. And it, yeah, I mean, it could have been a lot worse, could have been a lot nasty, but I can say that about like most of the matches and like most of moves of, I remember what happened with hangman a few months ago where, he just took a regular move that people do every other week, and he couldn't move. So, like, I'm always going to be – these guys risk their lives for everything. Ladies risk their lives for, you know, the glory here, and I, it's kind of crazy. I was just blown away that that risk, also but... was like, the, let's take a look at the replay. And we're like <laughs> – well, I don't know if I want to see the replay. The replay? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I understand, but uh, I was I was here for the, all of this, and – Rhea is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. She certainly is. Um, I'm realizing my two honks on this match was basically Rhea Ripley's Riptide. Uh, The first one she got off was in the center of the ring, and honestly, it felt like the crowd was pretty dead until this happened. So it just kind of felt like a kind of a slog, and the audience was kind of losing interest, and then she pulls this Riptide off, which was a near fall for Charlotte. She pulls a really impressive like bridge out of the pinfall, um, so just all of that wrapped into one is my first honk. And the second one was for Rio when she did the avalanche riptide. She's like, oh, I hit with my Spanish, uh, I hit you with my finisher. Let me do it off the turnbuckle. <laughs> yeah, that turnbuckle spot was awesome. I actually, the one thing that I liked mm-hmm. that most of the crowd didn't is when they were grappling, when they were going at it, because it was slow. The crowd, you know, there's 80,000 people that, like, don't care that they're just, you know, hugging each other on the ring. But, like, they're really working. And yeah. that was going – and I like that, Then I'm going to give them props for that because most people won't. Um, but I love that. And then I like sure. the kip up at the end. It just – it only works for certain people. Like, for me, it works for Drew and Charlotte. And other people do it. It doesn't work as <laughs> well. And I don't know. Yeah. But I, I just – I'm ready for that. And when Charlotte did everything she could and Rhea still pinned or uh, 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 kicked out and she was like, well, what am I supposed to do? It was over for Charlotte. And yeah, just a great match. I'm, I'm going to go back and yeah. watch that one again. That was fun. So it was a good now. match. When you, when you want to watch two good women superstars going at it, this is a match to watch for sure. Uh, like I said, it's just me being an avid wrestling fan. It looked like they didn't gel. Like there was some kind of miscommunication, not on purpose, not malicious, but it was just like, it felt like they weren't used to wrestling 
the people they were wrestling. And so for me, that just made it cringy, but it didn't affect the match for me. But uh, yeah, gotcha. it was a two-honker. So uh, the next match isn't really a match, but I'll mention it real nope. quick. And that was the now, Miz. Hey, and- callback from earlier. Let's check in on our boy Miz and Snoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing that I guess I didn't like about this, and let me take that back. It's not that I didn't like about this, but it was just like, Gronk has already done this spot a few years ago. So, like, I just, oh, I wonder if George Kittle is going to jump over and hit one of the guys. And it was just too kind of, oh, of course they're going to do that. And Kittle was Mm -hmm. just so quick to do everything. Like, yep, shirt's off. I got shorts and this. Bam, we won. I'm at the top of the uh, ropes before McAfee even tells us. (laughs) Yeah. Can crazy. I can I just jump in real quick and say, in his defense, I heard uh, like kind of an interview discussing like how he got involved with that, and the way he describes it was, yeah, they just asked if I wanted to be involved, and I was like, yeah, sure, sign me up. Where do I go? And they're like, you'll know what to do. And he's like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, like he had very minimal information. They're just like, we're gonna point to you, and you're good to go, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. So it happened. Miz got uh, Miz got put yeah, down. Yeah, it was a fun spot. Suit. By whom? Oh, uh, uh, Pat, M- 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 Michael McAfee. Cole's prodigal son. Actually, Pat McAfee. Um, Corey Graves had the line of the night and oh. called Pat McAfee Aaron Rodgers' personal. Propaganda machine. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, that worked. That popped so hard. That was amazing. It was so good. Light of the night. Light of the night. Corey Graves. God bless. (laughs) I did also like Michael Cole, how he was kind of like a proud papa watching his son come home from like college or something like that. Because the minute uh, Pat comes out to his entrance, they cut to Michael Cole. Dude's already out of his seat being like, my son has come home. I just love the relationship between Michael Cole and Pat. <laughs> the prodigal son. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly the same that I have. So where are we at? Where are we at? We're, we're plowing through this. We got, we got what, one more match left? Yeah, I think. We got one more match left for time. night one? For the we gotta keep it moving. Event. We gotta keep it moving so we can get through we're this. Moving, uh, we're moving. We're moving. For, uh, for both disputed nights. tag team match, baby. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. I got lots of notes on here. I'm not sure how I was able to write everything because I was I was having a good time on night one. I got a lot of notes too, my friend. I got a lot of notes. It's the main event. It's the thing that we're here for. One of at least. Go ahead. Start it off, Mister Rizzo. Well, what you got? Just little things of Jay and Sammy starting. We got a hardest part of the ring spot. Um, super kicks and just saying like they won't stay down. Ha ha ha. But like in the grand scheme of the entire match, I liked that Kevin Owens twice got tagged in as a hot tag. And Sammy additionally got tagged in as a hot tag. And I'm, I'm just a—I'm not sure if I'm 
just the crowd was ready for someone to be hot. As soon as they tagged him in, they went, yeah, that's what I mean for the hot tag. Like it was, it was really awesome that like it happened. Usually that happens once a match and that happened three times for the two guys. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, huh. Yeah. It happened twice for Sammy and once for KO. Weird. Huh. It's kind of like the crowd only cares about Sammy. Well, it's because the Sammy started in the ring for so long. So the first time KO even came in, uh-huh. It was the, the but I got mm-hmm. you. I got. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Oh, weird. Um, but <laughs> I did like that they made or gave the the spot to to KO and uh, Sammy of what kicking spot? out of the what's the finisher from the Usos? Oh my God, I'm going to blank. Yeah, that they kicked out from that. Yeah, Sammy was able to power through. <laughs> that one was fun because he just like, no, 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 I'm not kicking it out. There's no way I'm going to pin. Nuh-uh. I don't like it. <laughs> I liked it too before because before they tried to do 1D and uh, KO countered it because uh, I think it was Jimmy at the time was going off the ropes to do the like cutter portion of the 1D and uh, KO grabs his leg. So it stops him from going and he was just like, you know, kind of threw the whole thing off the rails. So I liked it that they, you know, again, Chekhov's finisher. Oh, they didn't get off. Will they do it next time? And then mm-hmm. boom, they got it on him. And Sammy's just, the heart of Sammy's enough to power through. <laughs> but yeah, this, I, now I know here we have a, a standard of honks here, but honestly, I was up to four to five honks on this match. Um, so <laughs> I could take or leave a honk if you need be, because uh, let's see here. Nope. None of them were entrances related. So, uh, but a lot of it was just tandem stuff. I mean, I said this in the showcase match. I liked it when the, I believe it was the Street Profits did it, but KO and Sammy did a uh, similar thing where, or, well, actually, I'm sorry, the Usos did a similar thing. So KO goes for a swanton bomb on Jay. Jay gets his knees up, and, like, literally in tandem, as that's happening, Jimmy goes up to another turnbuckle and does a frog splash onto the onto KO. So that was my first honk, something similar from the men's showcase. You see a, a familiar theme here? Um... The next one was a yeah. combo where KO was going to go ahead. I was just going to say the one other thing I remember was the fact that Sammy had to do the Huluva kick three times. Yes. I guess he didn't have to do it. He only had to do it twice, but he did it a third time and he smirked the third time before he did it. And I, I, I had that in my notes of like the little smile he had before he finished them off. Yeah, yeah. And he actually got the Huluva kickoff on Jimmy first before getting it off on Jay. And that, the crowd was hot for that, was hot yep. for Sammy getting it off on Jay. Um, I want to just point out that for one of my honks was when Jimmy powerbombed KO out of the announce desk. I really enjoyed K- Michael Cole saying that Jimmy slam dunked KO. Excelente, excelente. So night, but this night one finished off amazing, didn't it? It certainly did. Like this match was the best match in in the night of night one for WrestleMania. I was going to say for WrestleMania, but I was thinking about the first one or night two, and the match is coming up, and maybe it still stands. But right now, out of all the matches we have talked, this got the highest rating out of me. This had four honks, could go up to five, but you know. 
I just going to show that not only AEW produces matches that get more than four honks out of me. So, <laughs> yeah, but, but um, looking at all these, yeah, matches, this was the best match. I have four matches in this on this night that were four honkers for me, and that was Seth and Paul, oh, Dominic and Ray, Charlotte and Rhea, and Two. Usos versus Sammy and KO. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if so I'm going to pick out of the, the four. Match. It's going to be very close, but I still think I'm going to put Rhea and Charlotte on the on the my favorite of the night of the four honkers. Not saying that 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 I didn't love wow. Sammy and KO, even you know them finally getting the title belts um, and starting to put some cracks in the bloodline. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we had for night one. Indeed, you want to keep plowing two. through. We got we got to yeah. keep it moving. Keep it moving. We started off with. With Omos and Brock. And my prediction for this was Brock Lesnar was going to finish this match, take his private jet, and get home on the couch so we can have a drink and watch the main event from his house in Minnesota. That was what I was predicting for Brock Lesnar. And I don't think we were far off. I mean, the the match went five minutes, six minutes, right? Yep. It was another, uh, you know... Time-wise, it was a great Brock match. It lasted as long as it needed to. We got his finishers off, and we were out. I liked how they were Like, Omos looked strong working Brock's back, but then came out on top. So He certainly did. Like, Omos came out, qu- uh, came out first with the offense, and he was just dominating. I don't think I've seen Brock look like that before, so that was impressive to start. But eventually, Brock got his hands on him, and boy, oh boy, did we take a quick detour to suplex city that's right he got three suplexes off on him which is impressive for someone of omas's size and then got an f5 off on him uh the people i was watching with seemed to indicate that like brock's face looked like he popped a blood vessel i'm not sure and you could even see when he was leaving this match he looked he looked like he looked injured like is brock okay yeah he got he looked like he got beat up by some that was 400 pounds and i gotta (laughs) say I'm not sure why they wouldn't just go up 10 more pounds. They keep booking him at 410. Just think it would look a lot cooler if Omos was 420 pounds, but that's just me. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that started with uh, night two. Uh, but trying to keep it moving so we can get everything in here. Um, you know what, but I TVC, you might yeah. be correct with saying that... Uh, the match that I predicted as the, the lowest rated with the one honk was the yeah. women's match. And uh, it was not. It was this women's match. Um, yes. The Shana women's and tag won quick. And for some reason, Shayna ended it with, like, I thought she walked to the limp when she started, but she didn't have a shoe on at the end of the match. And I have no idea what happened. Like, it was weird. I, I don't know. This match was a goddamn disaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, yep. here, let me just start off by saying, Shotzi, with the TCB tank, didn't even come out at WrestleMania with that fucking thing. Like, I have expected her to come out with a real goddamn tank and then be like, open up the one hatch so we can actually shoot the missile right out the stadium. Like, that's what I wanted from Shotzi. And we got jack shit. Only like, Rusev gets a tank. 
Sure, whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, I thought they'd soup up the TCB tank, not just completely embrace his existence. Like, come on, man. Like, that alone was shitty. And like you said, yeah, the ending, Rhonda and her team didn't even get in the match for, until, like, the last minute and then wins. And that's the end of the match. You're like, well, at least it was quick, I guess. But, man, what happened? It's like a yeah. fever dream or something. Yeah, the double sharpshooter was the only thing that had any of note of the match, but even that and was that, it was, that was outlandish. It, just, it didn't it even look it was menacing. And uh, uh, the, the only thing I had read about Shayna had different plans for WrestleMania months ago, but she wanted to team with I'm sorry, not Shayna, Ronda Rousey had different plans months ago, but she wanted to team with Shayna and Shane, her and Shane didn't really do anything. It was all Ron. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not understanding what happened. I'm just going to say this is the bathroom match. And I know it's early, but like, yeah, it's just bad. I have nothing else to say. All right. Well, Moving let's on. move on to the Mike's Harder Lemonade match. Uh, after that. <laughs> Which Mike is the harder lemonade in this IC Mike's Hard? Was it actually sponsored by Mike's Hard Lemonade? Of, you didn't. I see get that the, it was a commercial. No, yeah, I saw the it commercial. Was a, yeah, and there were lemons all over the like the fake like 3D or CGI lemons in the crowd when right. they both came out. It was on the logo on the bottom, and they oh, had nice. me. I was just like, all right, all right, these yeah. guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. But I kind of laughing that like none of these guys would ever caught dead drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade, not especially not Gunther. Like it's no. just no. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny that again a brightly yellow colored uh, advertisement got me. So maybe it's just the color yellow that's getting me with the Cinemoji and the Mike's Hard Lemonade. Um, <laughs> oh, well, just to, we're no, just going to break it down. But I just want to take a moment here. The press conference that's after the yep. Mania. Uh, in night one was sponsored by Snickers and there was Snickers all over the table for the guys to eat. So just more good branding that they, they did well, but go ahead. What did you want to say? I just want to, I just, uh, this match or the entrance for Gunther reminded me how much I enjoyed Ludwig and Gunther's interactions with Gunther's entrance. And I say that because when he comes down to the ring, he'll take off his coat and he like, does this thing where he twirls it around his back so he can kind of just like take it off and go into his like primp and proper stance. And Ludwig would catch it and he like also twirls it in so it just kind of like comes around to his like arm and he's just like, yes, I've got this coat. And it's so cool, but I found it funny how Ludwig wasn't there because, you know, he was on stage and Gunther was on the ring that was like a mile away and he still did the twirl thing. And I'm thinking to myself, he's sitting there going, Ludwig! But yeah, this match was great. And I'd like to point out how low you thought there were going to be uh, beats of the Bowron in this match, sir. I think you said 18. And I was like, man, I'm thinking going upwards to 40. And I lowballed it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is the form of contention here. Because I, I, my brother will back me up on this. And I think he may actually side with you. So we're going to, whatever, maybe we can put a poll up there. The double slaps that were coming in from uh, Drew didn't count. They were just slaps to the belly, and they weren't the actual beats. And the funny part was, if you count them, 
you're over the 40 by one with the 41. And then if you're, if you don't count, sure. them, you're below. So I was like, Oh, I bet you Tony's going to want to count those. I think he's going to want to count those. I was, I didn't want to be too specific, but it was the beats of the Bahrain. It's just Drew was, sla- you know, giving them slaps. And I'm like, eh, close enough. <laughs> I was yeah, definitely under. Minus six. I, I went away 16 six and half was, of them were slapped. Oh, my God. Like, it's just, oh, the, just the start that Shane just <laughs> did. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know, so I was just reminded of uh, when uh, Cesaro did his big swing during WrestleMania. Remember that? When he did yes. that? Yeah. He almost got up to 39. And I was like, at WrestleMania, you got to go big or go home, baby. So, I, you know, like I said, I was leaning into it. And I was just like, there's no way there's going to be less than 40. You got me dizzy. <laughs> uh, what a match. It. Yeah, it was a hard-hitting match. But I got run through my, my uh, honks for a slaps. The 34 yep. Bahris, the, the White Noise slash the Celtic Cross, and then just Drew and Sheamus going at each other. Um, gave it the four honks for me. And and still, your Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Oh, my I'll God. Say this definitely this was Big E's favorite I'm not match. I'm going to go into each of them. Big boys it was. slapping meat. And on top of that, there was a lot of high-flying action in this match. Drew oh. did a moonsault. Gunther wins by interrupting by doing a frog splash off the turnbuckle. Gunther doesn't go up to the turnbuckle. What's happening in this match? Oh, yeah. I, I have to note this, that my brother said, Drew's not going to win because of the white kilt. <laughs> and uh, there's a play on words there if you want. But either way, he was wearing a white kilt. Um, he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just. Anyway. Big boys. But yeah, this match. Meet. This. This was a this was a great match. Uh, one of the matches to see of this night for sure. And goddamn, a, a, a fresh breath air given what we have seen up until this point. Yes, this woke us all up. It's like, oh yeah, this is what we came to see. And uh, I don't know. What did we get after that? Next, we had Asuka versus Bianca for the Raw versus Women's the Championship. E-S-T of W-W-E, Bianca Belair. And uh, I think we got exactly what I had predicted, except for the fact that uh, Bianca ducked a little bit instead of actually getting misted. But uh, we got the power bomb outside the ring. And I like the finish. But, uh, yeah, it was a match. <laughs> Bianca, I only gave it one. Up. I only gave it one honk. And I'm looking through my notes, and I ironically gave a honk to the segment that I kind of hated in this match. And that was the missed portion. Um, they played up this whole big thing that Asuka was trying to play, pay homage to the great Buddha. And my thoughts are, oh, cool. She paid homage by fucking up his move. Like, not even she hit her with the mist and she kicked out. It was, oops, I missed. Oh, well, like, cool. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I, I kind of hated this match because everybody's like, oh, you're excited Oscar's coming back? No, for exactly this reason. She came back to just be a measuring stick and go, remember when she was good? And yeah, I do remember when she was, but now she's terrible because you, bick, you book her terribly. And congratulations, you have now given her an 0-2 streak at WrestleMania. She is the worst at WrestleMania. And who has a better record than her at WrestleMania there? Uh, whoa, well, based on that right now, oh, wait, well, oh, are we going to, that's a no, quick transition you know, who, who, to the next you, match. You brought it up earlier. I just give, I'm just throwing you a bone there. I'm giving you a little layup. Well, it was going to be Snoop Dogg. There it is. But here's the problem. Why would I say that? Oh, because after this match, Snoop, the Miz and Snoop Dogg come back again with another bit. Yeah, I didn't even write that one down because of what happened, how bad that was. I what, the forgot. Miz portion? or that? I almost forgot about it because okay. of how bad Shane McMahon blew out his effing knee. Well, well, real quick, do you have anything to say about this women's Raw match before um, we move on? The only other note I have on it was how awesome the entrance was for Bianca because their dance team could be like, well, what did you guys do? She brought her own version of kids out, like John Cena. Yeah, at least she was victorious. We didn't even touch on John Cena's entrance about how he brought those the Make-A-Wish kids. God, we're missing so much I was just thinking, like, my daughter performs at Shays for her dance class. So these girls in their group would be like, well, where do you go? Where did you perform? You know, the Chinese theater, like, where'd you go? No. Yeah, we were on the stage of WrestleMania. We performed in front of 80,000 people. What about you? What'd you do? So, like, I just love that she instantly puts in people who have already performed on stage. Um, and that was cool. So, yeah. What uh, what happened with Shane McMahon and The Miz and Snoop Dogg? So, you know, once again, The Miz calls out the dog father for putting him on the spot and making him wrestle in a, I forget, at least several thousand dollar suit. And then uh, Snoop Dogg kind of awkwardly tries to do a my bad sort of situation. And by my bad, I meant, here, let me make it up to you by making another match. And the Miz is like, please stop doing this. And it was Shane McMahon. He's back. What? I mean, I didn't hate it. But then, it, as Mr. Rizzo is pointing out, he comically got in the ring to do an Irish whip to bounce off the ropes to fall to his knees and never get up again. And uh, then Snoop Dogg goes, well, someone's got to finish this match as Miz sits there on the mat. And I'm going to do the people's elbow to win this match. They rang the bell. They gave him the dub. And that is why officially Snoop Dogg is a, a more credible threat at WrestleMania than Asuka. This, that is the point you were trying to get at there. <laughs> this was so chaotic because Shane McMahon legitimately, legitimately blew out his knee and Snoop saved the segment. I'm not sure how much he knew what yep. to do, what they relayed him to do, when he knew what to do, but it freaking worked and it it saved it. And they'll talk about that for a while. But yeah, oh no, it was totally planned for doing that. They went it's to Snoop cool. and go. Now, if and when Shane blows out his quad, this is what you do. Okay, <laughs> the McMahon's have a history of blowing out their quad, so I mean, all bets are off. I love that clip of Vince McMahon blowing out his quad. <laughs> oh, just sitting there like, yeah. Let me come in here to talk to you. Oh, my quads. I'm going to yell at you from across the ring. It's like you are not menacing right now. The way he looks, it's like in a, in a cartoon where someone just cut him on half or cut his legs off, and he's still able to communicate and talk. And, like, nothing's going on. I'm just, I'm just half a person now. 
And then he just continues to try to play right. it off like nothing's going on. Those legs. Anywho, but yeah, I'm sure that was totally planned. No, props to Snoop Dogg for saving that segment because goddamn, I was like, is that what? That was quick. Why did this match turn so quickly? All right, so let's we're getting to the home stretch here, fellas. We got we got two more to go. We've got hell in a cell. We got two more to go. With did I miss Edge one? And Finn. No, it's hell in a cell, and then the yep, main okay, event. Okay, okay, okay. We got. We got a special so, entrance from Edge, which was the Brood Edge yes, with the cool kind special. of music mask and bat look. And then, ironically, things- I, two uh, two Elden Ring references. I told you that the intro promo for this kind of felt a bit like that with the announcer and that mask that you're referring to. They comes out with there's a mask in Elden Ring like that, where it's just a mirror shield, and the lore behind that is so you can keep the outer will's mind from affecting you. And I'm like, is Edge trying to be like, I don't want gods messing with my brains. It's the tinfoil hat, For a hat, split basically. second, I thought it was CGI. But again, mushrooms. Anyway. That would have been real some good CGI. <laughs> yeah, my brother's like, no, it's real, buddy. Uh, you okay? So, anyway. No, I'm high on shrooms. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't too messed up. I took less than I do when I went to the Goose concert. Anyway. Um, Finn came out with yeah, a, a little bit Edge had a stellar entrance. Yeah, stellar entrance. Finn usually counters with the cooler entrance, and I want to say that it did have some usually. evolution to it, like we were expecting, but there wasn't that much different to what he had been done in the past, just a little bit a little bit of purple. Nope. And I like that it was also on his chest and not the the paint, the body paint was on, not only on his back. So it was kind of cool, but it wasn't like a completely different character. It was just the demon with a little bit – that's how it would normally come out. So, eh. I hyped myself up too much for yep, this. Yes, I'm on the board. With, I, think, I am a little sad. Expectations. More, furthermore, we, we, we Edge had a cooler high. entrance than Fizz. Yeah, and like Finn, I was expecting him to have wings. Edge had the wings. He was like, look at my wings. Now I'm going to take them off. And I'm like, cool. Why'd you even bring them? You know? And uh, Finn's garb basically looked like his NXT garb. I think I remember seeing some old clips in NXT when he well, was first revealed as that, and he had that mohawk thing, and I'm like, cool, you basically just painted it purple instead of red. And yeah, the the one thing I will say, he likes to do it where he's kind of encased and crawling down, and since, you know, the runway was a mile long instead of crawling the whole way, which I do love that my wife watching was like, that's going to be a long crawl for you if you want to go down that ramp there. Uh, he had the smoke. Uh, I said the I same thing. that was cool. That it was like, oh, hey, yeah, there's a way to kind of have bombs. that trail of smoke with you as you're going while, you know, making this long trek. <laughs> so that was cool. I liked that. But again, it just, I was hoping we were getting something new and we didn't. We got something more iterative. And it was just kind of like, hey, instead of red, we'll make it purple now. Yeah, it was, I wasn't wild by it. But let's get to the match itself. The chair sure. spot. The edge you mean the ladder ring spot. to like there was a time where Edge was hanging by the ropes and Finn kicked him and he pinballed off the off the cage and the ring and that one looked really cool. Um and then Finn getting kind of pinned in between the corner with the kendo sticks. Um Yeah, that was neat. But I'm jumping right to the end. And that's like I was shocked by Finn losing. 
the demon yeah. lost again. Like last time, last time he lost to God breaking the rope. You know, like, and I was going to let that be okay. I was going to let Finn slash Roman, like that was uncomfortable booking from Vince. I was going to let that slide. I was going to just be forgetting that. But now that he lost to Finn and the demon actually lost, like, I'm confused. Where does Finn go from here? I'm I, I'm a little, I was shocked. I was I wasn't as shocked as I have been with some other stuff I watched over the weekend, but I was shocked. This is exactly why I've just been so disenchanted with Finn. It's not that I hate him. It's just they all, I just get suckered in every time. I always get that hope, and every time it's a disappointment. Every time it's Finn just gets screwed over. He's eating a pin. Another fucking pin. And, uh, yeah, like, this match, what did I give this match? Probably two honks, I think I did. Nope, this was a honker. I gave it three honks. Um, like you said, that uh, yeah, I, the I had... spot was cool. Um, not my first honk. My first honk was when uh, brought out the tables. Um, Edge sets out the uh, sets up the table outside, but Finn's the one to you know push Edge through it. So that I always love that when they're just like, ah, I'm gonna get you with this, and then roll, the reversals happening there, the execution off the ladder. Two honks. Uh, and then spot where Finn climbs to that convenient spot on the, on the cage where he gets to do the coup de gras down onto the table. Um, that was my third honk. And he uh, didn't hit him. I got worried. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he missed it. I mean, he missed, but it was a cool spot. Like, it, I, I like the look, basically, because I was calling for him to go off of the ladder. You know how they positioned it across the ring from them? I was like, he's going to go off that ladder. He's going to jump off. He's going to coup de gras off that ladder. He did not, but uh, you can argue the spot that he went up to on the cage was just as high. So that's why it gets my third honk on that. So but, the uh, other thing that I yeah, had man, on this. Uh, there was an awkward spot. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, not at all. I was just going to say that uh, there was that awkward spot where uh, Finn got hit with the ladder and then they had to like. That's what I was leading him. to. So you gotcha. that's. I enjoyed how much, so they're like, let's kill time by doing an advertisement for the Pope's Exorcist, which is what this match was, you know, sponsored by. But I just loved how immediately the crowds just, boo, <laughs> like, get back you know, to the match. I didn't notice that they went to commercial. You said it, and I thought you were making a joke, but they if they did that, I missed it. But here's the two things that I got to say about it. First... The fact that he has the body, the face paint, I was unable to see what was wrong with him at first. So right, my brother and I, I were trying to so say, long. is it his nose that's broken and he's coming nose, his blood's coming on his nose? Did he lose a tooth? Because I can't see. I can't tell what's right. going on. And then the, when the, the next yeah. day when the match is over and he posted the huge gash that he had in his head, and I guess they – they put some like um, the what's the Novocaine, not Novocaine. What's the anesthetic that you spray on or like the topic anesthetic, mm. whatever. And they just stapled sure. his head like Oof. right in the match. And I remember Damn. Finn having a match with Samoa Joe that was in a steel cage in NXT where either Finn mm-hmm. or Samoa Joe got cut on their eye or their forehead and they like brought doctors in to like sort of not stop it, but to stop the bleeding. And the crowd was booing because 
it's this hardcore nasty match in a cage and you're kind of stopping the blood yeah. from whatever. But I thought it added to it because it made it like that he's still going through it. There's still this stuff and he's still competing. Like there's only you're not going to let him die, but yeah. I'm just going, man. Like I'm we're going to keep no. doing this and it worked for me. But that no, was, and I'm, I didn't I'm, see the cut. I was like, shit, maybe he shouldn't have kept it, going. Maybe that's why he lost. <laughs> it, it it did it did work for me too because it was impressive how they were like they didn't just stop the match, you know. I just laughed how it was like you could tell the crowd was like, "Come on, really?" And I guess no, it, you know what we're missing another element here is I think well, at least on my end when we were watching it, they they do that promo with the uh, Russell Crowe. You know, he's like delivering that promo for Hell in a Cell and they cut to commercial and I was like, "This continues live next on WrestleMania?" <laughs> like they come back and it's like I thought I would have missed somebody's entrance at this point. And I don't know if that was like on their end too, where they kind of just had this gap where they're like, okay, we got to wait for commercial. And the crowd's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so that happened first. And then they go, oh, let's advertise Pope's exorcist while we fix Finn. So, and everybody's like, boo. It was interesting. Cause this was the only branding or advertisement for me that didn't work for the weekend. Yeah. They advertise it be- before the yeah, match. No, it was the cell. I think it was just was timing. Like, no, no, no. You're correct. But my point was that they were also the sponsor for the post press conference for night two. So, like at night one, it was Snickers, and there's pictures of Snickers on the wall, and there's Snickers in the table for everyone to enjoy. And then at night two, when Triple H comes out and he goes, "Well, um, what is what is it called? The Priest uh, Exorcist." Or whatever the movie's called, the Pope's Exorcist. The Pope's Exorcist. He's like, they didn't really give us anything to eat here, like Snickers did. So it's a little empty on the table. Like they were just a little. You don't have anything else to advertise. Just this picture of. So it didn't work for me. Yeah. I was like, you're supposed to have a food item for them to eat while they're talking. Like it's not doesn't work. So, but yeah, th- that's why that one didn't yeah. work for me. Um, but I'm just still a little devastated. The demon lost. Maybe it's because he literally got his head split open and he wasn't supposed to. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I will say there was a drop opportunity when Edge delivers the concerto. Um, he should have grabbed a different... Because um, they had the purple and red chairs. He should have grabbed oh, a purple yes. chair and had the red chair and did both I, of them. I said no, that too. Like He should have had a purple like, chair. Oh, You're right. Yep. So... But so yeah, good match. It, Check it out. It's just temper your expectations. You're not going to get anything new with Finn. It's the demon. You've seen this. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, you know, I guess Finn still needs to eat his greens because he needs to get big and strong to be a champion. Okay. So before we get to the main event, I want to bring up my predictions and Tony's predictions for the for the week of last week. I got a lot more correct in the grand scheme of things with this card of getting nine of the 14 matches correct if you don't count the Snoop Dogg and Miz stuff. And TBZ only had gotten four correct, but Tony got TBZ got TBZ got something more correct. He said back in December that The Rock was not going to have a match at WrestleMania. And he didn't show up on night one. And he didn't show up on night two. And that was the biggest prediction that you can make because he called it so far in advance. So I want to give props to TVZ 
for correctly predicting that The Rock would not be here. And instead, he made a tweet about Moana on the day after Mania. So that's what The Rock was doing for us this weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to thank you, thank you. before we thank get you. into the I'll be here all year predicting all of your wrestling stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm just glad to say that WrestleMania is over, so we don't have to listen to these stupid speculations about The Rock coming to WrestleMania. Oh, if you want, you think you don't want to hear speculations at what's going to happen for Rock, but I think we might be hearing speculations of what happens for the next Mania for an entire year. So let's get into the main mm-hmm. event of the evening, and that would be. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed heavyweight championship. Magapa. Uh, it's going to be tough to get through this whole match. Um, in what a detail match, though. Of just saying announce table, belt, and Paul Heyman's face. Like, those are my three honks. And there would be a fourth honk. But at the conclusion of this match, I was shocked and I threw my pen and I didn't know where it was and I couldn't write anything else down in the paper. But I know that there would be a fourth honk written down if I could have found my pen at the time. But TBZ, what do you want to say about this match before I talk about how it ended? Starting off, I noticed when he uh, Cody gave his belt away, there's like fine print on the opposite side. I was kind of yes. thinking to myself, is this like Mjolnir? Whoever, whoever, uh, whoever wears this belt, hey, be he, uh, you pure of heart, may harness the power of Cody or something. It's just like, what is on the back of this belt? So I noticed it when he gave it to that kid. I thought that was a funny. Whoa, whoa, thing. Hold on, hold on. That kid? Yeah. Are you serious about that kid? Am I supposed to know who that kid is? You really did not know who that kid was. That kid was the one and only Brody Lee. Minus minus one? Yes. Brody Lee was broken through the forbidden door of AEW. And I was a little disappointed that he wasn't wearing his mask as negative one. But Brody Lee got the belt. They'd be like, don't you fucking wear that Dark Order shit. Now, (laughs) I got to point out that this might be one thing that they missed on the production. Because I believe Solo stole the belt from Brody Lee and used it on Cody. But they didn't show us Solo stealing the belt away from him. Because I instantly went, no. Brody Lee would understand. Like, he would be in on it, bro. If any, if any kid is gonna be a worker, it's gonna be Brody Lee. He gets the shtick. And I'm like, that works out perfect. That's awesome. I, I wish you would have seen it on screen of him being of the belt being stolen from him. But next level. I just, I just yeah. thought that was cool because he was sitting next to Brandy I, and their baby. I, and I forget what their baby's name is. I know Pharaoh. I know his dog's name, but I don't know his child's name. I don't know. It's crazy. I'm on the name too. But anyway, I did. What else did you say this match? I I was like, am I too drunk right now? Because I thought he gave that belt away, but now it's in the match somehow. What's happening? Yes. So I was like, oh, he took it from him. But oh, they didn't show us take it from him. But it didn't matter. Like, so once, 
So once oh, again, man. I admit so, that the entrances for this match. I was watching this match honk. nice and com- nice and comfortable with my clipboard, writing down notes. And there's a time this happens, this happens, this happens, and the crowd's popping. And at a certain point, they're like, maybe even have some second thoughts about what they thought might happen because so and so or this and that happened. And I and I'm sitting here completely stoic, and I tell my brother, this hasn't happened yet. Um, we haven't seen a spear yet. We haven't seen a super punch yet. We haven't seen Cody do that. Like all of these things happened, happened yet. Then all of those things finally happened, and I was ready for Cody to be crowned the champion. And Solo shows up, and out of nowhere, hits Cody with a Samoan spike. And Roman spears Cody for another time and pins him one, two, three. And I was so shocked. I jumped off off my table and my foot still hurts because I stepped on an extension cord on something. And yeah, I was on the ground just completely, oh, my God. Like, I could not believe that Roman Reigns was the victor. Well, that's Cody's fault for knocking out the ref. I mean, what did you expect at that point? All hell was going to break loose. Yeah, I just, but yeah, I almost I, uh, can't. I almost can't. Just reliving that moment has gotten me traumatized. Like I, well, I, I didn't just, bet on the match, just but say, yeah. Let me let me just say that I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, honkers. Uh, wrestling universe for me putting that out there. Uh, I feel like a couple episodes ago, I, you know, we're all like, Cody's going to win this match, right? Cody's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I kind of got this small doubt that Roman might actually win this match. And I, I just, I got to say that I feel like Ray from Ghostbusters when they're all like, you got to blink out your mind so nothing will happen. And all I could think of was stay puffed marshmallow, man. And I'm like, oops. Sorry, guys, we got to deal with this now. So uh, that's my bad, guys, my bad. (laughs) But also, I liked this finish. Like, it's exactly what I thought of. Like, this isn't the end of the story, as they say, and it's because Cody still ain't done. One and done? No, sir. That's not what Cody say. The Usos might say that, but not Cody. He's he's a fighting man. And now, now that he's lost for his dad, he's going to fight for himself. And what better motivation for Cody than himself? I You're talking me into it making more sense and that they <laughs> might be able to build it back up for him to win it. But I Not was more looking at it the other way because every day we got closer and closer, I was thinking Roman might have a chance. I didn't believe it. The story made sense for Cody to win. <laughs> but the thought of Roman actually getting to a 1,000 days was there. And him at 946 with him like, you know, month and a half away from a thousand days is, oh my God, I can't wait to see what that celebration is going to be like on SmackDown or Raw. So that's going to be cool. Well, here's hoping Um, they don't botch it. Regardless of him being, of losing the belts eventually, he's going to get to a thousand now. Like there's no reason for him not to. Um, Like that's a cool mark that no one else is going to touch for a long time. So For a while. Just, they got to at least put that on them. But who takes it? Like, I don't want to go too far in the nation of speculation, but like I was more shocked of like, 
who, what story can you tell that's going to take the belts off this guy? Or is he just going to give them up? Like, I, what do you do? I don't, I, I don't know. I was, that's a good what question. What do you got, TBZ? Uh, I, we I don't, don't, have, to, we don't uh, have to pick I've, his opponent, but I, I was a little lost. I mean, to be honest, I, I've said my piece and my speculation is that we're going to get Cody Roman 2 at WrestleMania. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. So what we're going to see here is basically Cody's road to redemption. He's going to have an existential crisis. Uh, you know, he's going to reflect on his loss. Is Was it worth coming back to WWE? And his I expect his feud would be to kind of build him back up. He's going to start wrestling again. Maybe get him in the uh, either IC or us belt uh, first. Kind of being like, I'm going to work my way back up. And you get him to win that belt first to kind of be like, Look how good this belt looks on him. I don't know if it was undisputed now. Um, so you could have him win a belt at SummerSlam, then go into have that going up until like something like say War Games, have him lose the belt then, and then leading into the road to WrestleMania. Okay, well, I'm done with this belt. Now it's time for the eye on the prize, the undisputed belt. And then you have just, this content where Roman out. could just be like Just point out what you were saying about like the rock speculation for how many years, like it's gonna happen here. We're gonna have a year long of like, well, yeah, but Cody's gonna beat Roman at Mania next year. So like that, we're gonna have to deal with that for a full year. That's all I meant. That's what I was alluding to. Maybe before. we'll see. I mean, yeah, no, I get you. And then like, so we're at the end here. We we've said our piece that WrestleMania. That's WrestleMania. I'm hearing chatter of people saying about how Vince had a hand in how the Cody Roman match ended. Uh, and then, you know, I've also heard that, oh, well, you know, he had a, a hand in all the night two booking and stuff like that. And uh, I kind of roll my eyes because it's just like, how could a man come back and have such influence over plans that should have been planned six months in advance? You know, well, everybody's TV. saying, oh, stories are booked up until next year. WrestleMania. Yeah. Then how can they get uh, you're leading this? You're alluding to some stuff that I think everyone knows is true. And there's uh, the rumors that we're not going to dive into at this moment of the sale between WWE and Endeavor and a new company being created with UFC and WWE, blah, 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 blah. If Vince did not. Mm hmm completely have his hands all over raw after wrestlemania i i would be surprised because in the past like you had said of everything being planned out and so far in advance of how it goes that's how most of the shows have been going well but the reports of how raw went was that there were uh, changes you know up to an hour before the show and the rundown sheets that were given to production had uh three different changes on them in the first hour live during the show. So there were things planned for Raw for Mania or after Mania that never happened. And a lot of the segments that happened were just weird and crap. And I Vince being involved was a reason for me to not really care about the product as much. And I almost feel like we took a step back with how some of the booking may have went, at least in Raw, maybe not so much with with the night after or night two, because I can see this being a, a different angle with Roman, but I don't know. That alludes into or that brings us to yeah. I I say that it's kind TBC. of a, we're getting to the end of the segment. We're trying to end the show. I was gonna say I'm skeptical, but it makes me skeptical. But also, when you think about it, it does kind of make some sense, like the pacing and 
how things were booked do, do seem better in the first night. Like I said, I, I preferred night one, I think, uh, to night two. Uh, night two just, you know, uh, on average, just seemed like it had worse lows and not great highs. I I think I liked more of the matches on night one, and, I, and overall I may have liked one a little bit better than night two, but I'm more talking about the uh, how bad Raw after Mania was than anything that happened on booking or anything that happened on night two, and we're not going to talk about the show no, too that, much, yeah, just in no, general. I, I understand that. That gives... Yeah, then that factor gives credence to what I'm talking about. Because, again, there's more evidence to show that Vince McMahon has got his tendrils and stuff that's in motion. So, yeah, like, I was skeptical when I first heard it because it's just like, you know, it's Vince McMahon. The man stepped away. Now he comes back and all he's only doing business stuff. Except now, apparently, he controls everything again somehow. He has his way back. I don't understand how that happened. Suicida! Tope. That alludes wow, that to came on quick. Hot I am. keep saying the Coming word alludes, hot. and I don't even know if I'm using it correct, so I apologize. But uh, my tope is going to have to do with Vince McMahon. And the fact that I hated Raw after Mania so much and his fingers are on everything creative makes me tell all of the fans out there that listen to the show, go and watch AEW. That's my tope. AEW is gonna be fun, and I'm going back to my because this is just I'm 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 disappointed, fellas, ladies, gentlemen, aunts, uncles out there. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I I gooses honking it. I just I Vince has gotten me so upset with this product. I can't wait to watch wrestling on Wednesday night. So that's my tope. Watch AEW for some great entertainment. TVZ. What is your tope suicida of the WrestleMania week? Well, I figured we could get some good uh, synergy going on here in the uh, Honk If You Love Wrestling HQ. And you know what? My tope, MJF Day. I saw last week they advertised this MJF Day for Dynamite this Wednesday. And so I was I like, I forgot they're going to Long Island. Um, it's going to be amazing when MJF is yep. in his hometown. Yep. Yep. So check that out. That's my tope. And I do want to make a quick note about my tope last week. Who oh boy, was I wrong? Uh, Dalton Castle versus uh, uh, BCC. It was a squash. Like uh, It was everything you would expect of that kind of wrestler to go up against a dominant force such as BCC. In Castle's defense, he didn't get pinned. It was the boys. So maybe he needs some new boys. And uh, I don't know why I didn't say check out the Adam Cole Garcia match because that was way better. And I even said that that was the a thing I wanted to talk about on it. Yeah, if you wanted so, to see the boys, and, there you have it. Uh, Andy Dalton's favorite uh, cousin, Dalton Castle, uh, wrestled last week. Was not a week to do it because BCC beat the crap out of him pretty quickly. No, it was. Oh, uh, so yes, uh, I was unfortunate because I was kind of psyched for that too. Just like yeah. the Bengals, they couldn't do it. All right, that brings us to the end of the Honk If You Love Wrestling podcast. Lots of content this week because of the big old Mania Week, and I even went long on my NXT minute. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back down to down to earth, and we'll get it a little shorter for everyone in the coming weeks. But it was great to be part of this little tag team with you, TBZ, where we talked about wrestling, and uh, yeah, honk it out.
Talk.